turn to just as an introduction, uh, Psalm 100. That was the introduction, actually. It was awesome. I've got this tongue. Okay. How many want to hear this message? Huh? You want to hear it? I, I really, isn't it? All, all through my Christian life, if I could ever hear a message about the tongue, I, I was all ears. You know, I really wanted to hear it, you know, because uh, it's such an important uh, part of life. Uh, Psalm 100, verse uh, 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And really, really to be thankful deep in our hearts for the... Uh, the gifts of God, the reality of God in life, the grace of God, that God would love us like he does, care for us and carry us, provide, be the source of life, the new life, the spirit of God in us. So we are learning and being trained by God in the family of God. This is a family. By the way, I said to somebody recently, my family, my my family in the church family. So I, in a way, I have two families. I have my, my, bio, my family, my wife and I and our family, and then we are in the church, which is the family, the big family. You are, you are our brothers and sisters. And you help us a lot. You help us by your love, by entering the courts with thanksgiving, his gates, and do his courts with praise. So we have a very good starting point for our tongue, and it is thanksgiving and praise. And I've noticed that in our church that we do love to sing and praise God. And and I love I love it. I love to come together and praise God. Our brother down here in the front row is from South North Carolina. South Carolina. And he moved up here to Baltimore, had been with us for some months or a year. About a year, About a year now. And I asked him, How do you like it up here? He goes, I like it. I said, Do you like the church? Love the church. Love the church. Do you miss North Carolina, South Carolina? Yeah, it's not the same, but, but what? I mean, here we are, and and he 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 mentioned something about worship, and just sitting here. He said, I I used to get excited about coming to church because we worship God. Isn't that amazing? It, it helps all of us. We are worshipers. We have the, we drink the same spirit. We are worshipers. And uh, no matter where we are from, many of the immigrants that come here to Maryland uh, from other countries, many of them, when they come to our church, and we have like, like a few hundred of them that are new in this country, and they are, they are looking for the people of God that worship. God, and that's us. So they feel at home, 
as we drink the same spirit. Okay, so verse 4, Psalm 100. uh, Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. Is he? Don't doubt it. Embrace it. Receive it. Think about it. Roll it around. Embrace it. Think about it. He's good. He is for you. He is for us. He is God. And he is for us. And, uh, and he says it to us many ways. So his language, language of God to our heart, is where we get our new tongue. So turn now to Proverbs chapter 10. Keep Pastor Shabeli in prayer as tomorrow he goes to Nepal. And then after that to India. Thank God for him and others that are ministering. Our pastor's retreat. I see Pastor Adam, right? Pastor Adam, Pastor Glenn. Wow. Any other pastors here going up to the retreat? You want to just raise your hand? Anybody here going up? There we go, Pastor John. Yeah. Okay, great. So we'll have a good couple of days together. We, oh, Finnish people, too. Finn, a couple of Finns came. Let's see, are they here now? Maybe. Eero came. Eku came. Kimo came. Pastor Kimo, Mariana. Tero's wife, Rita. Uh, so the ladies aren't going to the pastor's retreat. But uh, the, isn't that beautiful? The, those three Finnish pastors coming for that. Okay. Proverbs 10 in verse uh, 20. Actually, let's go look at ni- uh, 19, 19, 10, 19. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. Meaning, in the multitude of words, there's no lack of sin. A lot of words, and I, I might, I might just not say it right. Or there's exaggeration. Uh, there's leaving out information. There's accentuating a minor part. I really have trouble telling the truth. In one sense, when there's a multitude of words. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk, explain ourselves, but it just means we need to be aware that we need help. And, and remember, Jesus said, when you are being persecuted, don't worry about what to say or even prepare, but my Father will speak through you in that hour. And imagine that, that God could take control of our tongue and have authority over our tongue, like Pentecost, when the cloven tongues of fire were over the believers' heads, 120 people, and they spoke the gospel, and they told the truth, did not bear false witness, but were anointed for that ministry, for the Holy Spirit to speak 
in different languages even. And what a work of grace that was. Uh, Today, as life goes on for all of us, it is our joy to be fed spiritually by words. This book coming to our hearts, words being spoken in prayer, when we are in prayer and a word comes to us in prayer and we take that word and, and, and just put it in our hearts, meditate on it. And then in, in God's timing, it becomes a subject of fellowship because it's a word of life, holding forth the word of life, having the word in our families, uh, having the word in our, our friendships, having the word in our marriages, having the word in our church, having the word on the street or in the grocery store even, with not, not hyper-spiritually, but just a word of love, word of kindness, word of encouragement, word of truth. So it says that here. Let's read verse 19. In the multitude of words, there is not a lack. There's a tendency for sin, but he that refrains his lips is wise. How could I not gossip? Uh, How could I uh, not care about information? We see it in the human nature. This is really where a lot of people live. And it, 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 in Psalm 64, it drives people away. Look at Psalm 64 with me for a moment here. Chapter five, uh, 64, verse 5. <clears throat> this is the gossip and slanderer and how he... For she lives. They shoot in secret, verse 4, with their tongue. They shoot at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. Like we shouldn't care too much about what people say about us. It's okay, but the reaction, and if they are wrong, then they're wrong. Let them alone. Let the blind lead the blind. They both shall fall in a ditch. What is that to us? But let us fear God. Let us enter his courts. Let us have fellowship in the Holy Spirit. Let us praise God and thank God and be very loving and edifying and very truthful as a way of life. Look at verse 5. But the gossiper, or the slanderer, encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of laying snares privily. They say, who shall see them? In Psalm 37, they may succeed. They may slander you. They may corrupt, pollute your reputation, but they cannot touch your character. It's like Christ, his reputation, but what was his character? 
Reputation is what people say about Tim Tebow, for example. Tim Tebow and all of the whatever. But what about his character? That, that's his. That the heart knows its own bitterness and also its own happiness, its own contentment. And what people would say about the saints of God. And by the way, if you are a good, godly person, you will suffer that, it says. You will. But how do you handle it? We don't become like our accusers. We instead walk in wisdom and in love. We're patient. We are kind. We pray. And God, God takes care of us. But look at what happens to these people. So do not be one of these. Verse um, 6. They search out iniquities. By the way, have, has anybody ever heard of that phrase? You know, everybody has a closet, is it? Is it a closet? They have what? That's what I heard. Okay, What is it again, Brian? Skeletons in our closet. Everybody has, but because of Jesus, those closets are empty. Because of Jesus, we have a new identity. Because of Jesus, we are forgiven of our sin. Because of Jesus, it's none of their business. But they will accomplish a diligent search. They will dig it up as much as they can. In verse um, 6, they search out iniquities. These are the people that are shooting at you. Now, the arrow, ancient world, arrows, you know, flying across the factory floor or from one town to another or from one social media platform to another, they will accomplish a diligent search. Verse 6. Both the inward thought of them, of every one of them, and the heart is deep. It's a real thing. They think about it at night. It says that in Proverbs 4, 16. At night, they can't sleep until they invent some mischief about you. They invent some storyline. They slander you. They, they target you. There's a, I was reading the Bible today for many hours, actually, all afternoon here, because today was prayer and fasting day. And I enjoyed that. I felt felt it from the Lord to just pray. And um, I read a verse where the wicked will uh, target you. They will. And um, this is what this is saying. They have deep plans, deep thoughts to take you down. Maybe it will happen in your neighborhood. Maybe it will happen at work. Maybe it would happen in your family. Maybe there would be some deep thoughts to take down a family member or hurt you as a parent or grandparent or friendship. They do this. Look at verse 7. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. Suddenly they're in a depression. Suddenly they don't understand it. Suddenly, they, they have this uh, feeling, this horror, this worry, this concern. Suddenly, they have been shot. 
verse 8, so they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves, and all that see them shall flee away. That's why you cannot do this, because you will be alone. People will flee away from you, because they know, they've seen it, they've studied it, they've watched it happen. We cannot be like the world. We are different with our tongue. We cannot do it like they do. They exaggerate, they lie, they search out iniquities, they gossip. Their tongue has no godly authority. They don't have that authority that you have over your tongue and what that means. So go now to Proverbs 10 and see this. Verse 20. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. And the heart of the wicked is worth little. But you don't have a wicked heart. You don't have a wicked heart. You have a new heart. And you feed that new heart with words. Words of life. Words of encouragement. Words. In a marriage, don't live in a reaction with each other. Learn long-suffering. Long-suffering. Learn to be kind. I heard this interesting story Timothy Keller told about he and his wife. He said at the end of the day, he was a preacher up in New York City, as many of you know. Very good preacher, very good messages. He said he, in the evening when he went to bed, he'd sit on the edge of his bed, he'd take his shoes off and throw them in the closet. And they'd go clunk, clunk. And after doing that, he just had the habit of doing that and going to bed and throwing the shoes in the closet. His wife said, will you stop doing that? He said, yes, yes, I will. But then the next night he just did it. And uh, and she didn't say anything after a while, then she did. Like, I I thought that we agreed that you would not do that anymore because the scuff marks of the shoes are in the closet. And, and like, why do that? Like, that, that irritates me. And he said, I won't do it. And then guess what? He did it. He just kept on doing it. And he didn't even realize it. But his wife was quiet about it, like long-suffering, like patient with it. And then they had another talk about it. And then he said, then he made a sign, and it was like, don't throw the shoes in the closet, God, and put it there. And he stopped doing it. And what I heard in the story is like two parts, the wife and the husband, and not fighting, but long-suffering, patience, forgiveness, understanding, mercy. You see, the, the, the husband is to love the wife the way Jesus loves the church. That's a long time of patience and waiting and waiting for the change and patience and love and ministry. Tonight, God is ministering to us. And how many here have, like, you you just keep on throwing your shoes in the closet type of thing? You just keep on 
pushing things in the refrigerator or pushing the tube paste, you know, from the wrong end or uh, parking the car constantly like on the grass or whatever it is that is like these human things that we all have. But you're stubborn. You're stubborn and you're right. And I will throw the shoes in the closet as much as I want to. And, and I will do it day and night. You know, I'm the head of the, whatever the story is. It, it, this is a new life. This is the spirit of God teaching us. And marriage is about a lot of love and a lot of forgiveness. One lady said to me, do you know how I, why I got divorced? I go, why? Because my husband and I could not agree on putting the toilet seat down or up. And I said, it's to be down. And he said, it's to be up. And that ruined our marriage. All right, turn to your neighbor and tell, tell your neighbor, how would you label that message? The tragic story of the toilet seat. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I just asked Jesse, he's getting married in 10 days or so. Is it 10 days? 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting married. Yeah. Let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, what will surface in his marriage, right? Yes, who knows? Something, something, right? And how about with us as brothers and sisters in the church? How do we talk to each other? And can we mature and realize somebody talks to me, let's say I have a weight problem or I have a discipline problem or something. Somebody talks to me about vitamins that actually happened in our cafe. Somebody was new in our church and they got offended because somebody said to them something about food or vitamins. And so they're out of here. Like, you got to have some sense of what, what, what this is. This isn't about people correcting each other. This is about, this is our prayer. The manifestation of the living God amongst his people. And that manifestation is a ministry of grace and truth by the Holy Spirit. And your tongue is a, is what is it, silver. A, a tongue is, of the just, is as silver, choice silver. It means it has a lot of value. Your tongue has a lot of power. It can destroy and it can edify. And by the way, I don't blame somebody for talking freely, casually about vitamins or about food. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that in relationships with each other, you have some choices. When you get offended, are you going to, are you going to survive and keep on in the relationship? Or are you going to say, I'm out of here? If your marriage is, you have a hard time, are you going to keep on and learn long suffering, humility, meekness, patience, 
the fruits of the Spirit. Yes, that's what we need to do. The problem isn't that, it isn't that. The problem is right here. I, I need to learn how to hear and how to talk, how to be patient, how to forgive. Now, I don't know when it was, 10 days ago I told a story. I had these chocolates in my house. My wife was over <laughs> Okay, so she's amazing. Okay, so that's, that's clear. But I had these chocolates, these soft little chocolate with the dusted on the dark chocolate. And, you know, I got them at Christmas. So what is the month today? October. So it's not like I devour chocolates, right? We had a president. Do you know that we had a president? He ate two pounds of chocolate every day. Anybody know that? What was President Taft, I believe. Wasn't it? Yeah, he ate chocolate. And he did, it, you, did, you could tell that he was eating something. <laughs> okay, so anyway, wow, I got off on that. Okay, so uh, yeah, they were, you know, the chocolates were, you know, thrown out. So where are they, Lee? Where, where, Lee, where, where, you know, just... So that, that was good for me. That's good for me. I mean, these things that happen between people, and if you're in a church where you're overly sensitive, then we like to say, we, you and I, let's all like realize that we can be, but let's take another look at this and say, maybe I need this. Maybe I need God, I want God to teach me so I can be conformed to the image of his son. I can be long-suffering. Because sisters and brothers, it looks like the world is kind of going crazy. We don't know what will happen in the future. But one thing for sure, we need Jesus Christ to be real in our life. Come on. He's got to be there. He's got to be real for me in my heart and in my words, and in my vision, my focus. And so uh, uh, we, we need to understand that a lot of times uh, things are said and things are done, and I, I need to learn to love. And the, lo- lo- the love from God isn't like that sensitive kind of human love. It's another kind. It's tough. It's an amazing love. It'll be there. It, it will not fail. It will endure all things. It's a love that can take it. And it's a, it's a love that just, and then we, and we grow and grow in, in, in that love. Let's finish this up. Chapter 10, verse 21. The lips of the righteous. Notice these are right in a row, 19, 20, 21. Lips of the righteous feed many. Now, if you, you, you have an upright heart, do you know that there are people that would like to be around you because of your heart? And by the way, be around people. Like, when, like you come here on Wednesday night, which is awesome, and praise the Lord for this. This is a, a great thing. Be around. The, the righteous will feed you. 
The righteous people will feed you. You don't, you don't even realize it. But their, their spirit, their attitude, their words, their life, their mindset, their value, their focus on, on uh, the right things, and that feeds us. I want to be with, strong word, but I like to be with heroes. I'd like to be with people that are, that have, believe in something in their hearts. I want to be with, with people where it means something. A woman with a family, raising a family, and she's a righteous woman, she's gonna, she's gonna minister to us. Like her life. And that's what's, what's happening by God's grace amongst us. So, uh, lips of the righteous feed many. So your righteousness is precious and valuable. The lips of the righteous feed many. Many. Uh, Children benefit from it. They're taught good things at home. They're taught good things at school. They have a righteous teacher, a good teacher. If we have leaders in our country, if we vote them in, the problem is that we, we, we are not good at that, it looks like. We're not good at choosing the candidate that we would have integrity and honesty and humility and righteousness. So we're in a difficult place. The best thing that we can do is propagate our faith, is to share our faith with people. And feed many. The righteous, the lips of the righteous will feed many. The best, the best thing that we can do is to share our point of view with love, with kindness, with wisdom. Encourage young people and teenagers and adults and lead them in righteousness that's imparted to us. But fools die. And that's sad for want of wisdom. They do. They die. Because nobody told them. Nobody, they, no, I don't want to say nobody, just they didn't hear it or they didn't want it. They just didn't pay attention. They couldn't get it. They didn't get it. They died for lack of wisdom. It's a sad thing. They get sexually transmitted diseases. Nobody tells them. They get addicted to certain things. Nobody tells them. They are drinking hard. You know, remember that little piece that I shared with you? Why, a relative, why don't you drink? And I just say because in, in the family, I would hate to think that my family would would be in a car accident or cause one or they, something tragic would happen because of alcohol or a marriage is broken up because people drink and they talk and they say some guy would say he would never say it if he was sober but when he's drunk he said I've been thinking to divorce you the next morning the woman said do you remember what you said to me last night no I don't remember you said you would divorce me that hurts Did you say that? No, I never said, yes, you did. 
You were drunk last night and you said that. That, 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 that's like, wow, are you serious? They get in a fight over it. What, what am I saying? There are fools that die because they lack wisdom. I remember Mark DeMoss said, not only do you make a judgment about something as to whether it is legal, but also is it moral, but also is it wise? Because it could be legal and it could be moral, but not wise. Is it wise? So there we are. That's our message tonight. I, I, I maybe I, we got to end it on a better note. And that is the praise and the thanksgiving. And I like to think that in the immediate environment of my body, right here in my, I have a world that I can, I can somehow affect by my words. I say, devil is, and has no right to be around me right now. I have God, and the angels of God are with me right now. And by the way, devil, if you are listening to me, I rebuke you. I resist you. I am against you. I don't agree with you. I disagree with you. You can go to hell. One day you will be. But you have nothing, no part of my life. And then you, And then you say, Jesus, thank you for the authority that you've given to us in our hearts and in our mouth. We have the power to bless. When you get in a car, before you get in the car, you can say, Lord, just quietly to yourself, Lord, I want to go in the car and I'd like to bring a blessing. Give me words. Help me. Bless me. Get up in the morning. Just say, Lord, fill our house with joy and life and love. And uh, may, may you help me have the right spirit and walk today in wisdom. Uh, maybe you're quiet, but I, what I'm trying to say is your tongue is a tool used by God. It is. It's a, it's a sword. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God, and it does work, and it ministers to us, and it helps us. Govern us, Lord, by your Word. We be submitted to it, agree with you, and worship you in your Word. And then, what about prayer? You can read the Word. I want to do this. Um, let's just go to Psalm 23. It's a psalm many of us know. And you can get on your knees and say, The Lord is my shepherd. And you keep your eyes there on the text. I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. And then I get off my knees. I say, The Lord, the Lord is my, my shepherd. He is my shepherd. I won't lack anything. I won't lack anything. I believe that. Nothing missing. Everything is perfect. You are my God, Lord. And I praise you. And fill me with your spirit today. And help me and lead me. God. Verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And then you just take time. Green pastures. What are they? Green pastures. Not, not desert green pastures. I lie down. I'm fed. I'm in green pastures. What kind of pa green pastures? That's why I lie down. You see, I'm, I'm taking the word 
from the page in my heart and it sank in my mouth. Now, uh, now I'm in the doctor's office waiting to go in to the dentist or doctor or something, and there I am. I have the word in my mouth. Actually, I got a, I got a speeding ticket. Yes, I did. I was going 47 and a 30 on Seminary Ave. So I uh, went to court, and I'm sitting there in the courtroom with a lot of people and the judge. Now, I praise God for the legal system. I loved it, actually. I loved the judge, the judge, the, the guys running it, the police officers, the work they did. I'm sitting there pleading guilty, yes, like judgment before probation, I think is what it was called. So I didn't get any points on my, my uh, insurance or on my record affecting my insurance. Uh, and I just could sit there, and I have a meditation. I have a meditation of thanksgiving. I have a meditation of praise God. Thank you, Lord, I'm 71 years old. When this happened to me when I was 24, it would shake my world. A speeding ticket would be not good. But I'm, I'm old, and I got a 71. Thank God I can drive still. <laughs> Thank God that actually I could speed a little bit. Thank God I got a car. Thank God my wife is home making me breakfast or something. Thank God. You see what I'm saying? Uh, our, our life is different. And the way you live and you conduct yourself is the grace of God in your life. And when we have it with each other, this is our family. This is our family. We respect each other. We speak well of each other. We think the right way about each other because that's how God thinks of us. God forgives us. God loves us. God gives us the grace. God teaches us. And so that's it. Amen.